With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Iowa State gets their Big 12 tournament started today as they face four-seeded Baylor. The Cyclones are 2011 on the year, 9-9 in Big 12 play, 11:30 tip-off from the Sprint Center. Hear the game on 100.3 The Bus. The Cyclones are three-point favorites. Last night, Iowa found out their opponent in the Big 10 opener after the matchup with Illinois and Northwestern. Inside the shot is Philly, finds himself wide open. Bashan Savili finished with 26. And then Felice almost lost it, kicked it to Frazier for the three. Trent Frazier finishes with 21, Illinois 74, Northwestern 69 in overtime. The call from BTN. The Hawkeyes looking to end a four-game losing streak against the Illini tonight. 8.30 tip-off from the United Center. Hear the game on 10.40 WHO. The Kansas City Chiefs are parting ways with their veteran safety, Eric Berry. They've released the five-time Pro Bowler after nine seasons with the Chiefs. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Portions of the program brought to you by Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. If you're in the market for a new dentist, if you're new to the area or you've moved from Oh, one side of town to the other, uh, Eastern Polk County, Dr. Stephen Fuller, that's where they've set up shop. couple of locations, East 29th Street in Des Moines and 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. FullerDental.net on the web. My dentist, two enthusiastic thumbs up for what he's done for me, Dr. Stephen Fuller. Uh, coming up, Nick Athen, Chiefs Blitz is where you can read him. Chiefs Insider is where you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, we'll do some Kansas City Chiefs with Nick here. Fingers crossed. We'll get uh, Nick to chime in. Uh, we're having a little trouble reaching him for you Chiefs fans that tuned in specifically to hear about your team. Uh, then we will get John Bowenkamp live in Chicago. He's there for the Big Ten tournament. We'll talk to John, and then we'll before we get out of here, we will head to New York uh, to Madison Square Gardens, where we will run down Matt Norlander, who's covering the Big East Tournament. So, you know, back to the bubble, uh, the two teams that we talked about, Big 12. Do you think Oklahoma has done... I mean, the committee loves them, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no one that I have seen, despite the fact they got knocked out by the uh, by the 10 seed in the Big 12, it has... Um, not punish them, but uh, has moved them even a, a line down in the bracket. Trent, they were, I think, were they in the same spot they were yesterday? Is right on the ten line. I'm looking at bracket brackets bracket matrix. Easy for me to that, say. That's a good place to go though, though, because that's a consensus, right? Yes. That's all the brackets, and they give you the consensus. Everything you. that is averaged together, they are still solidly on the eight line. In fact, they're still above Iowa in terms of all of the different. Brackets that are out there. So give, together. give me best to worst. Uh, in terms of... Does, do they, uh, anybody have them as a seven? 
Uh, let's see. Scrolling through here. Eight, eight, eight. I would hope not. No, it's eights, and the worst is a 10. I yeah. mean, they're not even on an 11 line anywhere. Shelby has them as a 10. Shelby MassBracketWag.com. All right, do TCU. Where, did, where is TCU? Because Shelby has them as an 11 right now. TCU still pretty safely in. They are ahead of one, two, three, four. They're ahead of seven teams. So they're in good shape. Yeah, they're, they're going to get in. Yes. I, I think they're in good. couple of 12s. There is one bracket that doesn't have them in. I mean, one bracket of hundreds, literally hundreds, that don't have them in that, that I scrolled through there. So TCU, good shape. Uh, give me a couple of big twelve, a couple of Big Ten bubble teams: um, Ohio State and Indiana. The Buckeyes are the last team in at bracket matrix. Last team in, yes. Indiana first four out. They consensus are. They're wise. the first team out. They're the first team out. I mean, you talk about the epitome of a bubble winner in, loser out. Oh, and this by it? the way, Trent Condon, we have that game coming up in. Doesn't that kick off the coverage today? I think that's eleven thirty. Right, same time as Iowa State. Yes. there's Is ACC starting right now? Uh, I think we get some 11 o'clock. But yeah, 11.30 for Big 10, Big 12 is yes. how that'll get no, started. No, we don't. We no, don't. everybody's 11.30. Back, NC State, Virginia. That's not a bad game. Making us wait. So they, that. this Indiana-Ohio State game. Yes. Ramifications. There's no doubt. In a big way. Yes. It's... Who do you like more of those two teams? Who would uh, who would you put in? Indiana. You'd put them just in. the way they finished. Resume for Ohio State. Remember, it's all encompassing. I know, I know. Pretty the, good. Yeah, the, the final games don't matter like they used to. Nope. Limping into the tournament doesn't matter like it used to. The Buckeyes earlier this season. I mean, they had wins at Cincinnati, a true road victory at Creighton. That's about it. I guess it's not as deep as I originally thought. Remember remember when the Buckeyes were the number one team in the first ever net rankings? No. I'd be, I mean, I'm sure you brought that up. Yeah. Because we probably laughed. Because there was a couple of teams oh, yeah. that we had a chuckle at when they when they switched. The RPI, they were nowhere, but on the net, they were, well, in this case, number one. That's 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 all. This is a big spot. Do you have the points spread on that game? I know. Indiana, Ohio State, Ohio State. Indiana's got to be favored, I would think. Yeah, I think they are. I want to say it was two and a half. Let me find it officially here, though. And we go to Big Ten. Da, da, da. Here it is. Two and a half. Hoosiers. you have an opinion? I like the Hoosiers. I, I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. In that that Ohio State comeback, though, Sunday against Wisconsin. Pretty impressive. Trent, they were crushed. And they, they were took dead it in the to overtime. Yeah. Took the game to overtime. Give them a lot of credit for that. That was a... There, that was... Sunday was an amazing day of comebacks, if mm-hmm. you think about it. And I know nobody is right now because we're all in the here and now and it's Thursday and it's there's so many games. But, I mean, Sunday was just bonkers. Bonkers. Including one to the west of us in Lincoln. They comebacks. Yeah. The, the way the, uh, the majority of the fans in this state were rooting for it to go, but we shall see. All right, so... Uh, Nick Athens, something must have come up because Nick very quickly yesterday uh, agreed to join us and then confirmed again this morning when I reached out to him via Twitter. So something has happened to Nick Athens that's prevented him from coming on. We will find another time to do yes. it because we don't have any more time to do so today. What are your thoughts? Uh, so D Ford has left. Yeah. They get a second round pick coming back for him as he's now a Niner. Bailey is being courted by a number of teams. Justin Houston's been cut. Bears make sense for him? There's been a lot of chatter about that. Twitter friend Dan Welter. Mm-hmm. He has he's a huge Chicago fan. What's yes. his deal? They just love Chicago. So sports. he's a Chicago and a Hawkeye. Too, and a Hawkeye right? fan. Yeah. 
And he is. What does he do? Because he's got a lot. He's very popular on Twitter. He sells insurance. That's what he does. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met him. Good guy. Yeah, everybody must be. Everybody, yeah. uh, you know, tags him in a lot of a lot of tweets. Okay, so he's emotionally invested. He has put all his emotional chips to the middle of the table for Justin Houston. If he doesn't side with the Bears, he's going to be crushed. I think if memory serves, and I'm not stalking Dan Wilter. <laughs> I really not, but didn't he get engaged on Wrigley Field? He did. That's what I thought. I thought that's the guy. Um, Amazing what sticks in your head. I have no idea why. So Ford traded, Houston gone, Eric Berry cut. He's going to play football again. Honey Badger in. Honey Badger in. That was obviously very significant. But is that enough? I mean, they 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 lost a lot of pieces to that defense. Well, and, and can you count on Matthew being healthy for a whole season? He's had a lot of injuries throughout his career. Yeah, he's not a big guy. Mm -hmm. Plays physical. Mm -hmm. That's a concern there because with the Chiefs, it's almost like you'd want to build more depth and go out and get that one piece because they're not a piece away defensively to suddenly being a good defensive team. Right, they're a lot of pieces away. Right, young guys. Overall, I'm just not enamored with that group on that side of the football. Trent, they're going to score a million points. And they're going to have to. There's there every Sunday or whenever they play, whether it's Monday or Thursday. You're, if you're the Chiefs, you're going to need your quarterback to put up 38, 42 to feel good. I'm with you, and he does. And most days he does. Yeah. No doubt about that. All right, John Bowen Camp. We'll get to John coming up here in the next few minutes. Uh, we will reschedule Nick Athen as I've reached out to him via text uh, in the last ten minutes as well, and no response. I was looking forward to this. You a know, Big Ten, a little Big Ten West, a little AFC West conversation. Sometimes the real job gets in the way yeah, of the fun job. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Hate when that happens. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. See you there. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We'll go to Madison Square Garden in about 20 minutes. Catch up with Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com. Right now, John Bowenkamp, Burlington Hawkeye, joins us as we talk Big Ten Tournament, Iowa, Illinois tonight. John, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, John Bowenkamp. How are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Really anxious, actually. This first game today, Indiana and Ohio State, both clearly bubbles. We've seen, we just went to Bracket Matrix According to the consensus, Ohio State is the first team, or the last team in. Indiana is the first team out. Something's got to give, John Bowenkamp. Yeah, and I, I do think when you get to this time of year, those games tend to get a little magnified. And, um, you know, I mean, in the committee room, there's going to be a lot of, I mean, they're going to be looking at body of work. But I do think a game like today makes a big difference for either one of them, especially at how they play. If somebody gets beat by 20 points, that may be kind of the nail in their coffin, so to speak. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, that's what these conference tournaments are. Some of these games, you know, it, it's, it, it's a chance. It's the last chance, really, to do anything with your resume. And for them, they both need some wins right now. Well, and uh, maybe you saw the same thing yesterday with Clemson blowing the big lead against NC State, maybe knocking them out of the big dance. John, uh, to Iowa and the Hawkeyes in their resume, most everybody believes that even with the loss tonight against Illinois, They'll still be in the NCAA tournament, but what if this Hawkeye team goes on a run? If they get to that title game, do something that they haven't done 
in 13 years. How much upside is still remaining with Iowa putting together that resume? Oh, I, I think every win helps up there. I mean, I, I don't think you want to lose. I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to be beat by 15 tonight, and then put your hands, in, you know, put your fate in the hands of the committee. I just don't think you want to do that. So, you know, it, I mean, I do. I think they're in, yes, because I think when you know, yeah, their their resume is blemished, but so is everybody else. And um, you know, so but so that's what I mean. Every going back to what I said earlier, every win at this point helps you out. And I think that, that, that that's why I think tonight is so important to get it to get something going, get a couple wins, and maybe move up a seed line or two. You never know at this point. Hmm. You know, last night, as far as Big Ten and Big Twelve opening night of both the both of those tournaments, John. Normally, it's a uh, oh, it's not a ho hum, uh, depending on who's in there, obviously. But we saw four really good games, including Northwestern and Illinois. The game goes to overtime. Bashanas Vili uh, was just fantastic. I, I know he scored the first twelve Illinois points. It might have been fourteen, uh, but he was terrific. Desanamu did not have a good game. I anticipate he'll be better tonight. We saw Illinois Iowa earlier. Iowa had their way with them, but Illinois, you could tell, was a team that if they put it all together, they might be able to knock somebody off. What do you think, when you look at this Illinois team, how do you see them? Well, I mean, if you had said a couple weeks ago, I, you know, I said a couple weeks ago, this is the one team you didn't want to play in the tournament. You know, because, I mean, this is a team that didn't have anything to lose and was playing well. You know, they've stumbled here lately. Last night was a good win for them, but, you know, the danger with their, you know, on the positive for Iowa tonight, that's a team that played, you know, played a tough game last mm-hmm. night, and then has to turn around and play again tonight. On the on the other side is that's a team now that's won a game and and, and has gotten used to the floor and and may come in tonight and may get off to a good start. And that's something that's really hurt Iowa here in the last few weeks is is they haven't been able to get off to a good starts. So, you know, you don't want you want to take Illinois out of this game early tonight. You don't want to stick around with that. You don't want them sticking around because, like you said, they don't have any loose right now, and this is a talented team. It's kind of put some things together here in the last month or so. When you look at the first uh, time these two teams played, Iowa was incredible. Wieskamp was six of six, five of six shooting threes out of Isaiah Moss. Those two guys have not shot the basketball like that, certainly since. And you wouldn't anticipate shooting the ball quite at that level here. Some positive vibes, though. Even, even in the loss to Nebraska, the meltdown in the final minute of regulation, it still felt like Iowa at least got back for a majority of that game to playing good basketball. Can those positive vibes continue? Yeah, I think I think that's what that was what you that's what you took away from the conversation that we had with them on Tuesday is that you know that they thought they did a lot of good things except mm-hmm. in that last two or three minutes, um, which they hadn't done in the last three games. And so I, I it, it just is a matter now of uh, you know you can play like that tonight, but you got to finish it off too. And I think it's a sign, you know, I, I think it's, this is a team that I think really needs to get a win right now to get some confidence back and, and to get some things going again. The other day was, was good until the last couple minutes. And then I think that really took them, took them out of the game in a lot of ways in, in terms of mental focus and all that. But I think they got it back this week. I think they're fine. It's just a matter of, you know, how are they going to play early on tonight? I think it's going to be the big difference. Mm-hmm. One of the things that came out of that availability early in the week as well, John, as you know, as we were there, was the uh, uh, the team has decided to lay off social media, uh, <laughs> at least through the end of the year. That's a good idea, in my opinion. Well, I, yeah, they should have done this about a month ago. Yeah, probably so. Um, you know, you know, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it, nothing good comes out of Twitter. As much as I love Twitter, nothing good comes out of Twitter, especially if you're a, if you are an athlete at the college level, because 
you will have adults that will send you things that are just infuriating mm-hmm. and whatever. Nothing good comes of it. So really, it's like I said, something they should have done a month ago because even though they're winning games, they were still struggling at times. And, and, and I think fans, you know, there's a certain segment of fans that likes to pick at guys. And, and you know, the Iowa guys, you know, like, like Jordan Bohan and Tyler Cook and all would would I don't want to say fire back individually, but just kind of overall, and it would just it just kind of turn things the wrong way. And so I think it was a good idea to just shut everything down right now and just don't don't even listen to any of that stuff right now. The focus has to be on the court now and next week and whatever else happens after that. John, inside uh, the matchup should be fun with Garza against Beshavili. Did I get it? Beshanisvili. Beshanisvili. Georgie. I wasn't even gonna try that. <laughs> Georgie. Yeah. There you go. Georgie. So, yeah. But really, the matchup that seems to tilt Iowa's favor inside is Tyler Cook when he's going up against Aaron Jordan. Jordan's he, he's undersized; he's six five, and he can play physical in there, and he can take you off the dribble. And that's going to be a little bit concerning on the other end for Iowa. But the way that this matches up, it seems like we're going to see something we've seen Iowa do in the past: right away, pound it inside, and then try to get those bigs in foul trouble for Illinois. Yeah, and I mean that's what that's what got them wins early in the season, and they've kind of gotten away from that. Some of it has just been a function of how games have been called, and I mean that's not a knock on the officials; that's just how it's been, you know. And so if they can if they can get a tight whistle tonight, it helps them out, I think, immensely because I do think it it helps you to get, you know, it helps you to to get that going again. You got to get Tyler Cook going. You got to get Luka Garza going. You know, those guys have been, were so key for them in January and February, and you've got to get them going now that you're in March. Mm-hmm. John, I know you have an AP vote. How did you uh, cast your final, at least regular season, once the regular season was done, how did you cast your final pursuant to the uh, top three in the Big Ten? How did you see them? I, yeah, I'm trying to think what I did. It's, it's, it seems like so long ago. It was just a few days ago. But, I mean, I had Michigan State and then Purdue and Michigan. And, and I mean, I think that's, that's how you look. I mean, that's really, I think, how this league is. I, I think it's, those three are just really good. And then you got Maryland and Wisconsin at the bottom, and it's just, it, you know, you just got some teams out there that, that, that can do some damage this weekend and maybe get to the championship game, maybe can do some things next week. But, you know, this league has been so good up top this year, and, I mean, those, those three teams are, are, are teams that I think can, can go a long way in the NCAA tournament, maybe win it all. Did you have Gonzaga as your number one prior to the loss on what night was it? Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Night. Yeah, because the last poll was, or the, the, the poll had to be done Sunday night. So yeah, they were still number one. You know, this week's always funny because everybody loses. You know, yeah, a lot of them. Yep. You know, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get a few teams that win, but it's like so many of them lose. Some of them lose in the first round and, it, you know, the poll really doesn't, it doesn't really shake up. After this, you know, go, heading into the last week, you know, because there'll be one more poll on Sunday, but um, it, everybody loses at some point. So it's just kind of see who goes on around and, and that sort of thing here in the next few days. And it, that's important too, I think, when you when you look at seeding for the NCAA tournament, when you're looking at who's going to be the four number ones. I think this week is going to be really crucial for that. John, AP poll voter. One final poll right here at the end of the regular season. Do you guys do one after the year? Is that just coaches? No. No, as coaches do at the end of the year, our, our, our last one will be Sunday night. So it'll be Sunday night. Is this the yeah. one? Is it like it's the final for your for your whole year, and you want to put everything together? I mean, do you spend the most time on this one? No, because like I said, everybody loses. You know, other than you know those four or five teams that go on, you know, the four or five major conference teams that go on to run. Everybody, you know, so um, this really is really in the last month when you're doing the poll. 
you'd really do a lot of body of work stuff. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. you don't ding teams for losses. You know, if if Iowa State loses at Baylor or something or Kansas State, you don't really ding them for that because you know that's a tough game in conference play, and you know what they've done during the year. So. Really, you know, unless somebody goes on the slide, the the, the, the teams kind of remain the same except for the bottom two or three, which can kind of fluctuate every week. Mm. John, we'll get you out of here on this. So what do you think the key is tonight for Iowa? If they are to advance and take on a Michigan tomorrow, what will have they done right? Don't don't put yourself in a situation where you got to win it in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't don't get down by ten or twelve, and don't you know, don't let somebody go off that that, that averages three points a game or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the key is don't let some of these weird things that have happened here in the last couple of weeks happen. Get a good lead, get a good start, you know, get get the lead at halftime and then finish it off. That, to me, is, if they can do that tonight, I think that's a really big key for them moving forward. John Bonecamp, Burlington Hawkeye. John, thank you as always. Thank you. Have a good day. Yep, appreciate it. John Bonecamp as he joins us. All of our Big Ten and Big 12 tournament coverage brought to us by Lozier Heating and Cooling. So there's a statement from LSU. We talked about Will Wade put out he that had. statement saying that uh, you know he's ready to coach again. Um, LSU has denied him that opportunity. The standing offers for him to come and speak to us, uh, but he remains suspended, absence of doing that. Huh. I mean, they asked him to come to a meeting. He said no. He can't do that. Right, and then he put out a statement saying, right? There is that, after all, Trent. Good. Excellent point. If we get a call for the boss downstairs and no, say, No, I'm not going. No. I'm good. Yeah. I'm on administrative leave. Right, but you're gonna, then you send him an email in the morning. You're ready to do Friday's show. <laughs> it's not how it works. Not, not how quite. it works here, not how it works in, well, any walk of life. Right. At least you would hope. Uh, off to MSG. When we come back, we'll catch up with Matt Norlander. College basketball national host from CBS Sport, Matt Norlander, next. And uh, we're going to get him towards the back half of the segment. Wants us to wait till halftime to give him a call. So, Oh, he's got a game going on now? Yeah, Biggie started right. They did start at 11 on FS1. They have what cooking right now? The Villanova. Ah, there it is, Providence Villanova. And that one is, what, 59? I don't know. About nine minutes left in that. So we'll get him in the back half of the interview. Want to talk some baseball rule changes? Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Well, I saw one big one, and it has to do with the trade. That The only one that's going to be in place this year mm-hmm. is the trade deadline, right? Pitch clock. Oh, pitch clock this year, too? Wasn't involved at all that I saw. I'm no, it wasn't. Look through that list again, but that was a surprise. So we got some baseball to tackle before we get to Norlander out at MSG. I'm all for that. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Join KXNO shows from your home or office anytime with Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. Guys, Trey kind of back here once again for New Leaf Wellness, 3930 Westtown Parkway in West Des Moines. Give them a call today for your free, no-obligation consultation at 515-650-1358. So many different things that they can do for you. Testosterone treatment. What is that? Well, it'll help get you back into the game. Give you more energy when you're hitting the lull at the end of the day. Fight through that. Testosterone treatment can help there. It increases your body mass. Leaner body helps control your weight and also can help with sleep and your mood, too. During the month of March, New Leaf Wellness is offering a food sensitivity test for free with hormone testing for new clients. If your weight's an issue, this is what you want to go do. Food sensitivity testing helps optimize the hormone therapy. If you're fighting inflammation, food sensitivities, your natural hormone therapy 
won't deliver the th- the results that you want, and they can help with that. Also, during the month of March, buy a wax, get another wax free. It's all going on at New Leaf Wellness here during the month of March, 3930 West Town Parkway, West Des Moines, near Valley West Mall, or as I said before, give them a call. Set up that free, no obligation consultation, 650-1358. And don't forget to... T- Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Where it began. I get it. You see where I'm going? A little early, but I I get where you're going with this one. Trent Condon, it's Miller and Condon. On Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Guys diving all over the place early in this one. Makai Mason, myth of three. It's 5-3 Iowa State. Jacobson saddled with a foul 15 seconds in. Got the first basket for Iowa State. Horton Tucker with a three, but Mason has uh, cut it to two. All right, Trent Condon, you wanted to talk baseball before we get to uh, Matt Norlander from CBSSports.com. We'll keep you apprised on the score. We know that this is another three for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8-3 as Weiler Bav finds the uh, scoring What's call. What's he doing making threes? He didn't have a foot on the line. <laughs> really? Boy, he did a lot to... He, a lot long too, Weiler Bab. Six so, inches back, dude. I know. Right? They're just some guys. If you played hoops, there's some guys that that six inches makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And he's one of them. Nah, evidently, although he wasn't here. Uh, baseball, the biggest rule change to me is, and I've never understood this. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Although it's good for business for us. Mm-hmm. Because we get the month of August for more trades to talk about when football is dominating sports talk radio uh, up until September. There's going to be one trade deadline. So after July 1st, that now, the, the clear waivers, all of that BS. Yes. July 31st was the non-waiver trade deadline. It's going to be the be-all, end-all trade deadline. No movement after the 31st of July. You can't bring anybody in that's on anybody else's roster. That was a surprise to me. I like it, Trent. I mean, the NHL, the NFL, and everybody's got their trade deadline. Yes. And it's a hard deadline, except for baseball. You got this weird month where, well, you know, you can actually get guys if they clear waivers, and then you got teams that are blocking waiver requests, Mm -hmm. uh, the other team that actually wants them, got to get them. Then you have to figure out a trade after you put in your waiver claim. It was a little too much. It was. Mason, by the way, has been a little too much early. Two threes. He's got all six of Baylor's points. Uh, for a guy who was questionable all week long, of course he's playing and hitting both of his shots so far. Uh, anyways, uh, what else? So that was all this year, am I right? Yes. Yeah, this year there isn't a whole lot. I, I'm personally reading through this ri- uh, list from Bob Nightingale, the USA Today. No pitch clock. Even next season implemented. That surprised me. Well, the players, uh, the players' union must have quashed that. The minor leagues have it. They've had it for years now. Right, but we've got pitchers that have been in MLB for years now that aren't used to this. Then ease it in. I mean, put it at 40 seconds to start out. If anybody's more than 40 seconds, well, then they need to be... Well, I agree with you there. I mean, taken out to the Des Moines mm-hmm. River and dropped in there. I mm-hmm. j- get the game going. Now, this will help with pace of play. TV timeouts go from 220 to two minutes. Okay. So fewer commercials. So with 18 half innings over the course of a game. Yep. Fewer commercials. That's significant. That'll help. Yep. That'll help and, and get things moving a little bit more. Some of the home run derby, all-star game yeah, stuff. Yeah, they bump it, the, the winner's share, right? Yeah. They get a million dollars if you win the home run derby. So with the way with as much money as these guys are making now, 
I mean, I don't know what it was before. Do you? It went from I, I what to know. a million. Right. Uh, does it really matter? I mean, th- think about this. Maybe some of the young guys before their contract will be more compelled, but usually those young guys are in regardless. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. this, is this going to bring a veteran in the Into home run derby? That's making yeah. $22 million. Right. right. I don't know if it will or not. I mean, I don't watch it anyway, so I don't think the... You I, don't. I, no, I'm not That always it. surprises me. No. There's nothing going on. No, there's not. But it's, I'm the same way. I don't watch the slam dunk or the three-point. I don't watch the NHL uh, skills competition. You don't watch any of the hockey. Uh, no, I really don't. I really don't. The only All-Star game I watch is baseball. Baseball's All-Star game. Yeah, baseball's All-Star. Are they doing anything to that? Uh, the All-Star Election Day will be happening where fans will determine... Who the starting players will be. A 24-hour voting period. So so you get named as an all-star, mm-hmm. and if you get the most votes, that doesn't necessarily ensure you're, you're starting? That's how I understand it, yeah. A little odd. I mean, yeah. there will be a voting, and it's just a 24-hour voting. So you, so you, you've been in Major League Ballparks. I'm assuming they, they yeah. still do this, right? They give you the cards to pass out, and that's yeah. the way we used to do it prior to the internet. Mm-hmm. And you would vote that way. It was great. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. absolutely fun. So now you'll do all your voting, and they'll name the the the, the leading vote getters will become all stars. But if you're the leading vote getter, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're. Nah, this is a money grab. I mean, there's got to be something attached to this. Oh yeah, Taco Bell will be involved or yeah, something right. like that. Another, yeah. MLB's going to uh, sell another sponsor for yes. election day. Of course. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. Right. Well, America. I guess you can't kill them for that. Mountain visits will be reduced from six to five. And perhaps down to four when? beginning in 2020. This year, this is implemented. Mm-hmm. Only five trips to the mound over the course of a game. All right. How about this one starting next season, though? 2020. Pitchers will be required to face a minimum of three batters in a game. Unless there's an injury or the end of an inning. End right? of an inning. Yep. So you bring in your lefty you know specialist. I don't like that. And he doesn't get the job done. Yeah, I don't like that, Trent. I don't, I don't, I don't get the need for that one. I know it's pace of play, yep, and it's trying to speed the game. But that's that's strategy, man. That that this this to me is the first rule that I've heard actually is going to uh, go against the game, the strategy of yep. the game. And I don't see the need for that. And, and the union didn't push back on that, huh? Yeah, well, they might have, and we don't know kind of what you're getting back on the back end. And maybe that was mm-hmm. pitch clock or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take that, but. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, rosters that could go up to 40 in September, 28 is the max now. What's the part, what's what's behind that? Maybe more room in dugouts. That, and some teams wouldn't have 40. I mean, you'd have 40 guys available. The other teams would say, no, we're good. We don't want to start so the clock. So do, do you have to have 28? I believe so, yes. Nick Gatham wants to come on now if, if you if you want. We can get him for a couple minutes, sure. Um in Norlander, where's 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 Norlander's game? So there's three minutes left in that. I'd like to go to Madison Square Garden at least for a couple of minutes. All right, Nick Athens going to join us. We will do the Chiefs later than normal. Give you an update on Iowa State Baylor, thirteen uh, eight. Uh, they're coming uh, to uh, fourteen fourteen twenty left in the first half. I haven't seen foul trouble as of late. We've been talking on the air, uh, but Baylor just hit a three to cut it to two. 13-11. This one's going to be one of these games, i got a feeling. A back-and-forth affair. Um, 
Nick Athen, let's get him in because uh, we don't have a lot of time. Nick, uh, thanks for coming on. I understand uh, things happen. I appreciate you finding time for us. So let's sure. get right to it. So D Ford uh, is officially a niner, and you get a second back. No Justin Houston, no Eric Berry. Bear, uh, Bailey, rather, is uh, being uh, wined and dined. Going to be a different-looking Chiefs defense next year, Nick Athen. Yeah, they're definitely gutting it out, and I know people are freaking out, and everybody's worried about it and uh, um, thinking, you know, oh, my God, what are they going to do? I mean, Listen, uh, Steve Spagnolia and Andy Reid and Brett Feach have a plan. I think everybody just needs to relax, see how it unfolds. But, you know, listen, where the sack's going to come from, it doesn't really matter. The defense can be designed to do one thing. And what's that? Get the ball back into Patrick Mahomes', Mahomes hands as often as possible in the game. All this defense is going to be designed to do is to make more stops. You know, had the Chiefs made any uh, one more stop in any of their losses this year, including the championship game, they win those games. So it's going to be a different defense. It's going to be more attacking. Um, but they're going to stunt. They're going to blitz. Um, but, uh, um, but this needed to be done. And they kept Sutton. They kept those guys. Overhaul should have been done a year ago. You know, Nick, uh, as you go through, Teron Matthew, an outstanding player, but with the, the release of Eric Berry. And it's not just a release of a guy that you know won some games, was a pro bowler sure. and a high-level player. But everything else that Eric Berry, you know, what he went through, how big of an impact is that making in the Chiefs community? Well, I think people are, um, I think people are sad. Um, you know, this is a guy who came back from, you know, Hodgkin's mm-hmm. disease, survived and had the best year of his career the year after. Um, it's a definitely a big loss in the locker room, but, you know, they, they knew this was coming. They tried to work something out with Eric, and, and it just didn't work out, and he's not going to have surgery, and I think that was an issue um, because I don't know if he's 100% healthy. Clearly he wasn't healthy in the championship game or down the stretch, um, and, and I don't know what it, it means to the, to the organization other than, hey, they appreciate his efforts, but it was time to move on from all these guys, and Eric was the was one of the casualties, as we've seen, and and, uh, you know, we all wish him well. He, he, he did everything he could. But on the flip side, you know, in nine years, he only played in 89 games. So that's a lot of money to invest in a player that, you know, has missed over half of the uh, potential games um, that he could have played under the time he was under contract for the Chiefs. So, um, you know, big loss, but they signed the best free agent safety available. Yep. Young, energetic. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to get, uh, Darby signed today at the cornerbacks with the Eagles. Um, but he's got some issues medically. So I don't know if that's what's going to happen there. They're attacking this in a way that they think is best. Now they have a bunch of cap room to do it. You know, there's a Bronco out there that I thought was destined to be a chief, and that's Shane Ray. But I know that uh, you tweeted out this morning Shaquille Barrett, who's another guy. And here's the thing with Shaq Barrett. He's a really good player, Nick. I mean, he was behind Von Miller. He was behind DeMarcus Ware. Ware retires. They draft Bradley Chubb. Barrett gets, uh, you know, he thought he was going to be the guy finally. Uh, He's just a guy without a spot, quite honestly. And he's good. What are the chances? that Barrett lands with the Chiefs? I know he's visiting the Bengals today. I know that the Chiefs are bringing in three three to four linebackers this weekend. I'm assuming he's going to be one of them. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I, I was surprised that Denver, as a precautionary thing, didn't try to keep him um, because he's a really, really good player, and they let him walk. Um, so I, I think if he doesn't, I mean, I don't know why he'd want to go play for the Bengals. No disrespect to anybody in Cincinnati that might be listening, but um, you know, if he's got a chance to go to a contender, um, and the Chiefs certainly know enough about him, but you know, Spags has a has a certain type of player that he wants, 
uh, as you can kind of see by who's going to be left and who got who got axed. And uh, I think he fits that mold. As far as Shane Ray, I think it's destined he'll be a Chief. But he's a Tier 2 guy. I think the Chiefs know they can get him signed. Um, you know, he's not scheduled any visits. Um, he just did a big charity event in Kansas City. So <clears throat> I just think it's just a matter of time before they get that deal done. So this team, any other weapons offensively? Uh, running back position I know is going to be talked about. And of course you have the draft, but you got Patrick Mahomes. You have him on the contract. Anything else yep. that's going to be done in terms of weapons for him? I think they're going to add a slot receiver, uh, You know, whether it's free agency um, or the draft. I think that's a given. I think they're definitely going to add another tight end. Um, you know, I don't know who that tight end is going to be. Probably also come from the draft. Um, I do expect Brett Beach to be aggressive on offense. I mean, you just look what the you know the Browns have done and the Raiders have done. You know, though I think the Raiders are still a couple years away, considering they're still shopping their starting quarterback, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely amazing to yep. me. Um, but he, but 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 Gruden wants Kyle Murray at all costs, and he'd probably give up the entire draft to get Kyle Murray. So we'll we'll see how that unfolds. But um, you know, I think you have to add some weapons. I'm uh, Chris Conley is going to be gone. Uh, Robinson is kind of still up in the air. I mean, they've got a young guy in Dieter, um, who, you know, has some potential, but they need another name, uh, slot guy, and Watkins needs to have a personal trainer instead of safe all year long. And I think they're going to be good to go. Mm, Nick Athen. Nick, last thing for you. Uh, the Browns are making some tr- just unbelievable moves. They, they have uh, yep. really store- stolen the headlights, uh, headlines rather in this offseason. Uh, Chiefs, Browns, AFC Championship. We're liable to, maybe not into this year, but I have a feeling yep. in the next few years we're going to see this matchup. You will see it. It won't be this year. There's, there's no way with a rookie head coach and all those egos, including the one that the general manager is going to be able to put, put a positive. You know, it's just going to take them time to develop. It's just a lot of people. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just a lot of people to to manage, and you know, you you have a, a relatively inexperienced coaching staff. Um, so, listen, they're the flavor of the day. Um, you know, them and the Raiders uh, have had the probably the two best of free agency periods so far. Um, but you know, the Raiders haven't won anything in forever, and the Browns haven't won anything in forever plus. And uh, don't talk about a championship game or Super Bowl until you can be a 500 team, and they haven't done that either. Nick Athen, Chiefs Insider on Twitter. Chiefs Blitz is where you can read them. Nick, thank you. Appreciate you giving us a few minutes. I appreciate it. Sorry I was late. That's okay. Good to talk to you. Nick Athen here. Uh, Iowa State last uh, – Mackay Mason is crushing Iowa State, Trent. I mean, he's – He doesn't miss. He does not. He just did. Oh, he did. Yeah, Five. But he's three for three from three. Uh, Baylor is, uh, as we thought – Crushing them on the offensive glass. Wigington's turning the ball over. It's 16-14 as they get set to come out of the 12-minute uh, immediate timeout, second one. Still a minute, uh, 51 seconds left in the Big East game with Norlander. And then We're he's not going to get him. Well, let's take let's take a little break, and then we can push. Uh, l- or should we talk Iowa-Illinois? Let's do that. First. I agree. All right, let's, all right. let's get you on record for this one. Okay. Is this a close game? When does Iowa start to pull away and you can, if you're a Hawkeye fan, you can, instead of being on the edge of your seat, you mm-hmm. kind of relax a little and sit back into it. Uh, 2020? It's not happening here. I was losing this basketball game. What? Oh, yeah, they're losing. No way. We're, we're talking about another nope, I can't, collapse I, down the stretch. I won't even go there, Trent. Trent Frazier will have 24-8. and eight. He could. Cook's going to have 18-8. and 18-8. and eight. Eighteen and eight. Yep. Sign for that. Sure. Wieskamp's going to have sixteen. Uh, 
Garza's played really well against Nebraska. He's got it going on again. Speaking of going on, mm-hmm. Iowa State with a three ball to cut it to a point. <laughs> 18-17, Baylor. Um, who else is going to your guy, Isaiah Moss? They need him to get they going. They need him. How do, what did he do in the, the first time these two teams played? Do you remember? He went five of six from three. <laughs> so you do remember. Oh, I remember. Uh, what did he finish up with? 20 what? Something, yeah. He was really good. Wieskamp was six of six from three. Does Bohanna need to hit a big bucket down the stretch like has been the case, well, all February? I like Illinois on the money line. You really do. I do. I don't like, I don't. And with that point spread continuing to move up to four and a half now in many mm-hmm. places, I, the Iowa in the Big Ten tournament, it's been awful. Yep. They got Illinois last year in the always exciting 12-13 matchup. Yeah, that was terrible. For their first conference tournament win in five years. Mm-hmm. But it has been, for the last five years, losing to double-digit seeds. I think it continues here again tonight. 8.30, late one. Boy, is that frustrating. So at 11 o'clock, well, you're not turning your TV off at 11 no, o'clock. But no, Hawkeye, you will be. Well, I will be, but yeah. I'll sleep well regardless of what happens. I can't say that about a lot of the black and gold fans in the uh, listening audience. I don't see a trend. I think Iowa plays Michigan tomorrow. I think we are recapping... Look, I thought that Iowa State was going to uh, come out and play well and, and win this game, and they still may, way, absolutely have a big chance to do. But Baylor's hitting their shots, and they are not keeping Baylor off the offensive uh, glass, and that's a problem. That's a big problem. Um, both teams win. Iowa State gets... I'm still going to go K-State. I'm going to say Iowa State, K-State tomorrow. Um, Iowa will play Michigan, the game that's uh, also going on right now. And I don't have a score in this one. I'm seeing. I'm going to see if I can find you one real fast because Ohio State, Indiana, maybe for a berth in the Big Dance. And do you see that Trent Condon anywhere? I do not. Uh, Matt Norlander, CBS Sports. Find me the Ohio State-Indiana square, can you, real quick? CBS Sports, Matt Norlander. we got like two minutes with you, Matt. Good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, thanks for squeezing me in. Sorry, I'm at the Big East, and uh, the half to end of game started a little bit late. Let's roll, guys. Uh, absolutely. So we were just talking, Trent and I were just talking about Indiana and Ohio State and what this game may mean. Do you think that the winner of this, uh, the loser of this game is on the outside looking in? How big is this early game today in the Big Ten? I do think the loser of this game is on the outside looking in because they're going to have such a heavy loss total. And I have a thing up on CBSSports.com right now that looks into the four mid-major teams that actually have pretty compelling cases. And I think it's going to be a hard sell to put either of these teams in, especially Indiana with another loss for Indiana. I think that'd be a hard sell. Ohio State, if it's able to win, I think might be able to just barely lock up a bid there. So keep an eye on that. I think it's one of the three most pivotal games from a bubble perspective we're going to see today. Locally, Iowa, with the loss, if they would lose to Illinois, Still fine getting in the big dance? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you guys are probably familiar with um, my CBS Sports HQ colleague, Chris Hassel, who loves mm-hmm. the Iowa Hawkeyes. Indeed. <laughs> he, is, he has been uh, convinced that this team has no business in the tournament if it were to lose. I think that it is clearly safe. Uh, I think a loss today bumps into a 10 at worst, but I don't think there's any danger at all for Iowa with the loss here. But having said that, by the way, I'll also note this. I think the Hawkeyes will win by double digits. I, I'm with you. Trent doesn't see it that way. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com. What did Gonzaga's loss do? Is there such a thing as a good loss at this time of year? I, I don't think so, but you know what? If, it can be viewed in this prism. If it was, first of all, I think they just had like a bad night. It was just a uh, 
terrible off night, and you it's better to get it then than obviously next week. So I actually expect Gonzaga to show up in the NCAA tournament uh, annoyed, <laughs> focused, and uh, renewed in terms of how good they are. I, I, There will be no circumstance, no bracket, no C-line they put on. I am putting Gonzaga into my Elite Eight minimally, no matter who is in their bracket on that bottom half. I think they are that good, and it was just a weird night for them. They have been dominant, rating top three in all predicted metrics. Great stuff, Matt. Thank you for giving us a couple of minutes. Appreciate it. Uh, sorry, I was late. No. All right, good to talk to you. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com, live from Madison Square Garden. Murph and Andy today at 2. Fanatics or Fords, 20 apiece. Baylor and Iowa State as they approach the eight-minute timeout. Miller and Condon back tomorrow at 10. Thanks for being here. 1460 KXNO.